You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here on a Monday afternoon. Solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday. If you're listening for the first time, you can count Scout Fantasy Sports weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern live. You could always check it out on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast, search Scout Fantasy Sports, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified when a new episode is uploaded. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis. On the gram at Aron88 and catch all my work at ScoutFantasySports.com where we got you covered with a variety of sports. We have a lot of NFL draft coverage out there. I recently have an article was posted today on five rookie running backs you need to know. So a little profile on some of those running backs and where you can expect them to be drafted. And a look at them. We also have five rookie tight ends you need to know from Mark Morales-Smith. We've got five rookie wide receivers you need to know from Riley Bymaster, five uh, rookie quarterbacks from Dr. Rota. So we got a lot of draft coverage up there as the draft is two weeks from Thursday. So we're getting you ready for that. Dynasty drafts, rookie drafts right around the corner. So we're helping you get prepared for that. We got a look at the waiver wire from Sean Childs. Uh, I got my two-start pitcher article up as well. One change there, Jacob DeGrom does have two starts now. The Mets decided to skip Jason Vargas. Vargas was under the sit anyway. And Jacob DeGrom is a lock every week in your lineup. You don't need me to tell you to start Jacob DeGrom anytime. Uh, we got a look at the uh, uh, NASCAR, golf. We'll have some Masters uh, from Sean Childs, DraftKings Cheat Sheet. So a ton of content there. And, of course, you can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums, who to start, pitchers to stream, waiver wire pickups, trades, Whatever it is, we have you covered in addition to ScoutDFS.com. Baseball guys have been crushing it. Already got an article up there. Uh, there'll be more to come later today. Of course, the Optimizer, Slack chat leading up to lineup block. Uh, NBA, we got two days left in the regular season. No games tonight. We got Tuesday, Wednesday. But there's still money to be made in DFS for the playoffs, especially early on where you have the four games. NHL playoffs coming up as well. PGA Masters coming up big week there for golf. Uh, NASCAR, MMA, so lots of ways to make money as well as VegasWhispers.com where they've been giving out a free pick each day in the baseball. I think it's 8-2, and 9-2 now. So you could check uh, at Vegas Whispers on Twitter, VegasWhispers.com for all your sports betting needs. But let's take a look at what's going on right now. we got two afternoon games going on. Uh, the Rays lead the White Sox 4 to nothing. Carlos Rodon on the mound. That he was pretty good through his first two starts. The one thing that stood out to me was he wasn't walking anyone. Well, that's always been a problem throughout his career. And as I've said, the Rays are a tough lineup. When you look at them, you go, well, look at these bats. No one's really that imposing or intimidating. But they're a good team, man. They get good pitching. And, you know, I like this team going into the year. They're off to a good start. They're up 4 nothing today as Rodon has walked uh, four guys so far today. Uh, he's allowed five hits, four runs, struck out four over two and two-thirds innings. So it's the same story for Rodone is he's just given up a ton of uh, walks. And it looks like, man, a line drive just went up the middle uh, by Anthony Rizzo towards Jamison Tyon. And I thought he got hit initially. The trader's coming out. He's standing up. He looks okay. 
looking at the replay to see where that hit. Ooh, I think it might have gotten his glove. I think he's fortunate to get his glove up because that looked like it was headed towards his face. Wow, yeah, it looked like it went off his glove. Definitely scary. You could see the reaction of Rizzo, too. That was headed towards his head, and Tyon had a quick, quick reflex to put his glove up. It went off his glove and into center field. Wow, that is definitely scary. I don't think it hit him. They're looking at his head. I don't know if it glanced him a little bit, but they took off his hat. They're looking at his head. I think his glove caught most of it, but that is absolutely scary. He looks okay. They're talking to him. He didn't go down at all. So maybe it was just that shock, but they are leaving him in the game. But that was absolutely scary. Uh, but it looks like Tyon is okay. Uh, Rodon, again, struggling with the command today. 74 pitches, 41 for strike. So that's always the big issue for him. Blake Snell's on the mound. Rolling once again. Two scoreless innings, no hits, no walks. He struck out five. 29 pitches, 18 for strike. So after that first start of the year where he did not pitch well, uh, he's rebounded and is rolling. Yandy Diaz is leading off today as the DH. He's one for two with a run. He's off to a good start, hitting 314. Tommy Pham has two walks and two runs and stolen his fourth base of the season. Daniel Robinson playing third base today, two for two with an RBI. I actually put in a bid for him in tout at uh, third base. I am just decimated. I had Sano and Jake Lamb, and I got nothing else. Uh, I put in a bid for Robertson, didn't get him. But, again, that's for real deep leagues. But he is hitting third and uh, does have uh, an RBI today. Uh, Choi has an RBI. Heredi has an RBI. And Willie Adamas, who's been awful so far. I mean, one of the worst hitters in baseball. Uh, two for two with a run scored. So look to see if they can get him going. So the Rays lead this one in the four, uh, the yeah top of the fourth, uh, top of the third. Uh, as Rodon is trying to get through that, and it is 4-0. The Cubs, meanwhile, have opened a 4-0 lead here on the Pirates in the bottom of the second inning. So this is the home opener for the Cubs. They obviously have not played well. They went 2-7 and seven on their road trip. I believe all of these runs, if you're a Jamison Tyon owner, I believe they're all unearned. That's at least what the box is showing now, and I think there was an error. Obviously been on air, so I didn't see every play, but Newman made an error, and I think that opened the door. And the Cubs are taking advantage. John Lester's on the mound. And Lester's been really good so far. I was not high on Lester this year. I thought he was going to be a disappointment. But so far, so good for him. Two innings, one hit, one walk, four strikeouts. He has a 2.57 ERA. Ben Zobris with a two-run single in this inning. He's also walked. Uh, Zobris, not a terrible, terrible play in OVP leagues and deep performance. I've had to use him there in tout. And uh, <laughs> Javier Baez just flicked his bat. It made contact, and the ball just fell over the shortstop. So another run scores. The Cubs out to a 5 nothing lead here. So a lot of things breaking right for the Cubs today. Anthony Rizzo has an RBI as well. And even John Lester has an RBI double. So Jamison Tyon looks like the runs are not earned, but that whip is starting to pile up. He's now allowed four hits and two walks and an inning and two-thirds and struck out three. So a very, very rough start to the day for Jamison Tyon as the Cubs lead this game 5 nothing. So we'll get you updates on those two games throughout the show. We'll get you lineups uh, later on. But I want to talk about some of the big, big stories from the weekend. Clayton Kershaw is going to make another minor league rehab start. He will do that tomorrow at A Tulsa. If that goes well, he will be back in the rotation on Sunday against the Brewers. So... Those with Kershaw are going to have to make a decision. Now, a lot of leagues do lock their lineups at first pitch, which I think is stupid. 
You should advise your commissioner not to do that. Uh, I do play in, I think, three leagues where that does happen. Three or four. And I, I don't like it, but, hey, you have to make those decisions. So, um, uh, And another error for Pittsburgh. This is unbelievable. <laughs> the inning should have been over. The ball was booted. The throw to first base went awry. And another run has scored for the Cubs, who now lead this game. Another error by Newman, his second of the inning. It is now 6 nothing. So as a tie on earner, you're like, okay, they're unearned. But the whip is piling up. He's forced to throw more, more pitches. He almost got hit by a line drive. It's been a rough inning here for Pittsburgh all around. Tie now up to 55 pitches in the second inning. So uh, another error there for Newman as he bobbled the ball and then tried to recoup, and the throw was not even close to Josh Bell at first base. So rough day for the Pirates and Jamison Tye on this afternoon. Uh, but back to Kershaw, you know, you got to make that decision if you still have the opportunity to do it now. What do you do? Uh, in his first rehab start, four and a third innings for its two runs. Uh, that was Thursday at AAA. He said he felt fine after it. So my guess is uh, I think Julio Urias will be moved to the bullpen. You know, yesterday he left uh, at Coors Field the game early. Uh, you know, he did not pitch well. They've talked about limiting his innings. So uh, I think Urias is supposed to go thir- thir- Friday. So that's going to be interesting, too. Maybe he makes one more start, then they move him to the bullpen. And Stripling, I believe, is supposed to go Sunday. So that's the thing. Is Stripling could lose a two-start week, too. Uh, so a lot, lot of things here that are in motion that you kind of have to make a decision with. So uh, it really depends on your alternatives. But it looks like Kershaw could be back on Sunday with the Dodgers. And then my guess is they move Stripling to Monday and pull Urias. And then everyone else kind of goes on regular rest. That's my guess. That would be my indication. Uh, the other big story for it was late last night. David Dahl, he left last night's game as he felt something below his abdomen near the oblique after a swing in the first inning. So Bud Black said they're keeping their fingers crossed, and this would just be terrible because Dahl's off to a good start. And there are a lot of people who are going to say, oh, I told you, he's always hurt. I was pro Dahl. I was taking him in drafts because – he was going to this, you know, anywhere from round six to eight, depending on your league. And to me, this felt like a guy that could break out. You're playing half your game in Coors Field, and we saw what he did last September with nine homers and 26 RBIs. And you're not paying that high of a price tag for him. And, you know, you're always swinging for the potential upside. So we've seen so many guys get hurt, but it's definitely concerning because Dahl has just had a history here. It's not really the same injuries, though. It's not chronic. I mean, he has a fra- he had a fractured foot last year. Uh, he had a stress reaction to a rib injury during the spring in 2017. He had a lacerated spleen in 2015. So it's a lot of different injuries. It's not like it's the same knee, the same hamstring, uh, muscle injury. It's been different things. And some guys just have this bad luck where they continuously get hurt. It's kind of looking that way. For Dahl, I mean, but when Dahl has played in the majors, you know, he's been really good. He's played 149 games, which I guess you could say is close to a full season. And in that time, 297 average, 344 OBP, 527 slugging with 25 homers, 10 steals. And kind of that's what I was hoping for this year. If he played a whole year, I was like, he can hit 30 homers and steal 15 bases with good counting stats at Coors Field. So definitely a real tough break. And you know, dollar owners have to make a tough decision. My guess is he sits at least a couple games. 
You hope that he can avoid the DL because if this is the dreaded oblique, you could be looking at a month. Uh, the Dodgers, uh, I mean, the Rockies do play tonight uh, against Atlanta at home. So, you know, we should know uh, probably around 5, 6 p.m. Eastern whether he's in the lineup. But I would think he does miss some time this week. And obviously that would be a big boost for Raymel Tapia. And that's why you got to pay attention all night on Sunday. And we saw the injury happen to Dahl around, I'd say, 9, 9.15 p.m. Eastern. And obviously in the high-stakes leagues, the NFBC, uh, waivers runs at 10 p.m. Eastern. Tout runs at 8. So the news, you know, we didn't know yet. So that's, you know, that doesn't work. So I do play in some leagues where it runs before. But, you know, CBS does theirs overnight, usually 2 a.m. Yahoo does theirs overnight. So, you know, it's one game going on, and you're like, okay, I'm all caught up. I'm good. But you got to pay attention to everything. And Tapia did go on some waiver wires. We'll go over those prices. And, unfortunately, I wasn't able to see it in time for the NFBC. I did see it for my other leagues and put in bids. I didn't get them. You'll see why. But Tapia obviously has some talent and. You know, he would be a big waiver wire pickup if you're in a first-come, first-serve league and he's still out there right now when you're listening and you need someone in the outfield. He certainly could be a guy that you can plug in, especially if Dahl goes on the DL. We saw last year at AAA, he had 11 homers, 21 steals, batted 302. Uh, Didn't do much last year when he was up, but he only got 27 plate appearances, so you can't make a judgment on that. But certainly an opportunity here with some games at Coors Field early in the week for Tapia to do something. So, uh it's just poor timing here with the doll injury, and you probably think he's going to miss some time. The other injury where we don't have a lot of news yet is Mike Clevenger. You know, Clevenger was rolling along yesterday, and I love Clevenger. I had him ranked in the top 15. I have him in several leagues. I have him in the NFBC auction. I have him in my GDD league. I have him in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. So I'm pretty invested in Clevenger, and... Uh, he had to leave yesterday's game due to upper back tightness, and he allowed one hit, struck out 10 in five innings. So I saw him like, why is he out? And then I saw one of the beat writers tweet that he left due to upper back tightness. So we don't know whether he's going to make the start this week. He said after the game that he thinks he'll be good to go next start. But remember, players are always optimistic. They always feel like, yeah, everything's going to be fine. So I've left him in there, but I'm in a lot of 15-team leagues where I kind of don't have better alternatives. So I'm going to take the risk and leave him in at this point. Uh, Maybe there's more news before, you know, the lineup locks later in the day to get some clarity. I doubt there will be, but I'm taking the shot rolling with him. But again, I'm in a lot of 15-team leagues. If you're in a 12 and you have a lot of good pitchers, you have some depth, maybe you can afford to be cautious and, and sit him but I'm going to take the chance and roll with him and hope he makes the start and I really hope so because obviously two very impressive performances so far and I know one was against the Blue Jays uh, and I think the other one was the Twins no it wasn't the Twins because they opened against the Twins I'm trying to remember maybe it was I can't remember who was the first starter was against but he was dominant in that one too Daniel Vogelbach had a big weekend yesterday three for four two homers and six RBIs And we know he's got good power. He's always showed it in the minor leagues. But we really haven't seen him produce at the major league level. But he's off to a tremendous start so far. Four homers and eight RBIs in six games. I just don't know where he's going to play. 
Remember, Edwin Encarnacion missed a few games. That's why he got some playing time. But you have Encarnacion. You have Bruce. So if he's not playing first to DH, where are you playing him? So that's my biggest concern with a guy like Vogelbach right now. And I understand why people are adding him just in case. But I thought some of the bids were very aggressive because I think it's going to take an injury to get him in there because they're not going to sit in Encarnacion. And how do you sit Bruce at this point? Maybe against lefties, but Vogelbach's a lefty too. Other thing of note too Kyle Zimmer was sent to AAA, the Royals reliever. A lot of people felt like he might be a guy that could emerge in that bullpen. But in two innings, he's allowed five walks, two earned runs, and two hits. So, yes, there's not a great arm in that bullpen. Peralta struggle, Boxberger struggle, Kennedy blew his first save. So people were hoping that young Zimmer, who's had a lot of injuries throughout his career, could get the job. And maybe he can, but it's going to be down the road as he was sent to AAA. When we return, we'll take a look at some more of the top storylines, some injuries, and some fab results. That is ahead right here. Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Back here it is, Scout Fantasy Sports. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check us out, scoutfantasysports.com. Become a member today. we got a ton of great content. Getting you through the fantasy baseball season, the waiver wire report from Sean Child is up, my two-week, uh, two-star pitchers for the week. I'll have the stock watch during the week as well as other articles. And we got fantasy football draft coverage. I have an article looking at five rookie running backs you need to know. We have Mark Morales-Smith with five rookie tight ends you need to know. Uh, Riley Bymaster with five rookie wide receivers you need to know. Dr. Riddle with four quarterbacks you need to know. So we're having you covered there. A lot of Dynasty coverage. You could go to DynastyKing.com as well. Join a Dynasty League takeover an orphan and ScoutDFS.com. So we got you covered. Uh, and it looks like here in this Cubs game, as I mentioned, the Cubs off to a lead as a shoddy defense behind Jamison Tyon today. For the Pirates, but it looks like John Lester is hurt. Uh, obviously, I don't have the volume on the broadcast up, but there was he gave up a lead off single. They came to visit him. It looked like something was wrong with him. I guess he talked his way into the game. Then he gave up uh, another hit, and uh, Joe Madden came out and took him out of the game. So Brad Brock into pitch. So Lester was cruising. Looked like you were well on your way to a win if you had Lester, but two hits to lead off the third. And Lester is out of this game. So uh, I think it's an injury for sure. I didn't see exactly what it is. But if anything breaks during the show, we'll keep you posted on that. But uh, certainly Cubs uh, off to a terrible start this year. And uh, I'm not really surprised. Uh, You know, I took the under 87.5 on the Cubs this year. I just didn't think that they had enough on this team. And they have some contracts that have been expensive, like Jason Hayward, and they really weren't able to make too many upgrades. And again, they have a decent pitching staff, but not great, and especially if a lot of things go wrong. You know, if, you know, Darvish can't return, and 
that's the problem is, uh, you know, you're relying on Darvish. Then you're relying on uh, Quintana to bounce back. And, you know, they paid Hendricks the extension. So a lot of question marks here on this team, and uh, it is showing so far. But a team that has opened on the road. So uh, this is their home opener, and it's been a good start so far. But Lester leaves this game early. So keep you posted if we get any news on that. But some of the other uh, top things from the weekend. Looks like Miguel Sano's getting close for the Twins. He could begin a rehab assignment possibly within a week, according to Twins manager Rocco Bedelli. So he's advanced from the conditioning stage of his rehab. Remember, he had that right heel laceration. So he has resumed baseball activities. And they're expecting him back around May, sometime in May, whether it's early May, mid-May. Uh, so he'll need some time in rehab as he got hurt, didn't really – too much in the spring. So uh, he is getting a little bit closer to a return. Some other guys who have to really good starts that you te need to take note of is uh, Mikel Franco. You know, and I think one of the things with Franco where people were a little worried about was where was he going to hit in the order? And he's hit eighth quite a bit. But this is a really good lineup that gives him plenty of opportunities to drive in runs. And we kind of been waiting for him to turn it around. Uh, by the way, with Lester, they're showing a replay now. Lester slid into home plate, and he did come up a little gingerly there. Uh, so it, maybe a, a, a hamstring, potentially? I'm not sure. But he definitely looked like he came up gingerly. So I uh, haven't seen any report yet, but we'll let you know on Lester, who did leave this game early after giving up two singles to start off the third. He was pulled from this game. But Franco has uh, you know, hit for some power so far. And he's drawn more walks, and he's making a good contact. We've kind of been waiting to see if he can build on it. Because we know, especially in that park, there's the potential for 30 home runs. Uh, but drawing some more walks is definitely a good sign. He's still only 26 years old. So I did get Franco in a league or two pretty cheaply, you know, as a corner infield, just to see. You know, it's one of those things like, okay, he's only a buck or two in an auction. I'll add him. Especially if this Phillies lineup produces like we think. Yes, hitting eighth sucks, but... It's eighth in a very good lineup, so his at-bats will definitely be limited. But if this lineup can turn over several times a game and he has the opportunities to drive and runs, you could be looking at a uh, nice piece at the corner infield spot that can exceed his value. Yoan Makata is also off to a really good start, and I just kind of wish I had more of him. As I've said before, it was a position where I just had a second baseman already a lot of times. So I think I only have Makata in... I know I have him in one scout 44. That might be it. And Moncada was a guy I had on a lot of teams last year. Now, he did strike out today in his first at-bat, but the strikeout rate is way down. And we're only dealing with 38 plate appearances. But he has eight strikeouts and three walks. And you know we know Moncada, even last year, drew walks. He just needs to make more contact. You know, there's been stories on him that he just took too many looking strikes last year, especially for strike three. And they just told him, you got to be more aggressive. And, you know, sometimes when you strike out so much, it could be in the back of his head. But he took too many called third strikes. That has changed this year. So, uh, obviously, it could stabilize a little bit more over the next couple of weeks. But certainly, it's a really good start for Moncada. Two, two homers, 11 RBIs. Hasn't stolen a base yet, but we know he has that ability as well. He hasn't even attempted a steal yet. But that's definitely a good sign for me as I uh, look at some early uh Contributors, Andy Diaz, another guy I talked about showing good pop. And the biggest thing with him is this guy's ripped if you ever see him. Uh, it was just about could he stop hitting the ball on the ground so much? Because 
you look at his fly ball levels and they're just not there. Uh, but he's been really good so far. He was picked up in a lot of waiver wires this weekend if he was available. And I don't think he was available in every league. Um, but Diaz uh, off to a really nice start and uh, kind of wish I had him in some leagues. You know, he's got five strikeouts, five walks, 390 OBP. He's leading off today. That's the one thing. The Rays kind of really switch up the lineup. He was hitting cleanup for a little bit. But he's got three homers on the year, eight runs scored, four RBIs. And uh, it was just, the Rays must, must have saw something because uh, they traded for him. And uh, we have seen him hit the ball in the air a little bit more. Still a lot of grounders, 33% fly ball rate so far, but he's hitting the ball really hard. So if you could see that launch angle change just a little bit to get more balls in the air, then I think you could be looking at a very productive fantasy player, as uh, we often see with the Rays. So uh, those are some guys that kind of have stood out uh, and – Again, the, the biggest thing here that we're kind of looking at today is for lineup block is some of these updated status on injuries. And unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get too many of them. Uh, you know, David Dowles, Mike Clevenger. I think everyone expects Dowell to miss some time uh, for sure. Even if it's he's fortunate enough to avoid the DL, you got to think he's going to miss a handful of games. And it just sucks. It's poor timing. And this is where it's tricky in weekly leagues because you kind of have to make that decision uh, quickly without much information unless you have Tappy at a backup doll and maybe you were able to do that last night. There were some people who maybe went out and were fortunate to uh to go out and uh you know do it. So um the Nationals also activated Michael Taylor from the DL uh but don't expect him to get much playing time in that outfield uh Let's take a look at some fab results from last night. A look at uh, NFBC auctions. So this is 15-team leagues with uh, $1,000 fab for the season. There's no $0 bid. So the most expensive player and one of the hot ads last night, Clint Frazier. He was added, and Carl Edwards was dropped. He was sent down to AAA by the Cubs. So our, our good friend Matt Modico, who's in the league with me, who works at The Athletic, he got him for $249. The runner-up bid was $144, and we did see Frazier go for big money. And look, you can understand why. To me, it comes down how badly do you need the player. And I think you could see both sides of the Clint Frazier debate. You know, some people are going to be like, mm, I don't know if he's going to get enough playing time. What happens when the Yankees are healthy? At, on the other side, you could see a young player who, if he is productive— there's no reason to sit him. Now, obviously, he had a few home runs over the weekend. Uh, three homers, eight RBIs, batting 412, only 19 plate appearances. So you got to think he's going to get the playing time for now. But what happens when the Yankees are completely healthy? Aaron Hicks comes back. Giancarlo Stanton comes back because he did start the year to minor leagues. Uh, you could argue, okay, maybe he surpasses Gardner. Uh, you know, Gardner's a, a veteran who's still okay, but nothing outstanding. And what if Frazier hits? Does that make Gardner the fourth outfielder? So you could see uh, there's a few ways where the playing time could work. You could also see a situation where maybe he doesn't get the playing time. Now, a lot's on Frazier. If he goes out there and hits and is productive, we've seen this. You know, teams usually are not going to sit players that produce. It's as simple as that. You know, what if Gardner struggles? I mean, they've been patient with Gardner and they've kept him in the leadoff spot. For the most part, a most part, but this is a guy who does turn 36 uh, later this year uh, uh, with Gardner, who still, again, still has decent ability, but 
Uh, batting 212 so far, 333 OBPs. That's the one thing. He does put the ball in play, draws a ton of walks, does have a stolen base so far, and uh, has scored six runs. But Frazier definitely was one of the hottest pickups of the weekend. And, again, you could understand why. High prospect pedigree. Uh, that's going to be in a good lineup. Obviously, has some problems right now. But they started hitting against Baltimore, and Frazier definitely will get the playing time. So I did put in bids on him, not as high as that, so I was not able to get him in any of my leagues. Jason Hayward was picked up with Hunter Strickland being the drop, and that makes sense. I have dropped Hunter Strickland in leagues where I have him. If I have no DL spots and I have like seven bench spots, I'm not going to waste it on Hunter Strickland, who's going to be out at least a couple months, if not potentially more. And what if the bullpen, whoever takes over, looks like Anthony Swarzak for now, what if he goes out there and just tears it up? They're not going to put Strickland back in that role. What has he done to keep that job? So I think Strickland definitely in leagues with no DL spots, you can cut him for sure. And uh, Jason Hayward, uh, kind of we were teased a little bit by him last year too. I think he had an early stretch. I actually remember I in a league where I was just decimated by injuries. I actually had to play Jason Hayward for a good portion of the season. I hated it. I didn't like it. Uh, I was able to finish top three in that league somehow. But Hayward's off to a really good start today. He has scored a run and walked, uh, batting three thirty three with a four seventeen OBP. Uh, three homers, eight RBS, and two stolen bases. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, ah, it's Jason Hayward. I'm not buying into it. But he has hit the ball very hard, and he has been uh, hitting the ball uh, in the air more as well. His fly ball rate is 51.9%. Now, keep in mind, the, the line drive rate is 3.7%. But he is hitting the ball as hard as he's ever hit it in his career. We are only dealing with, uh, what is it, about... Uh, 32 plate appearances, 35. So you got to keep that in mind. But there have been some good early signs for Hayward. And, you know, outfield is difficult to find in a 15-team league. I think the bid of 121 probably high. I mean, the runner-up was 35, so clearly was. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Hayward had a decent year, but not really completely sold and certainly not in 12-team leagues. Hector Neris was one for $89. The drop was David Hernandez. The runner-up was 51. I did pick up Neris, I believe, in two leagues, but they were not high bids. I think one was $18. So I was basically saying, all right, you know, if I get him, fine. Um, he did get a save yesterday for the Phillies. Now, David Robertson is there. He's gotten off to a bad start. Sir Anthony Dominguez is there. He's gotten off to a bad start where the velocity is down a little bit. So, you know, you try and figure out here, uh, you know, what are the Phillies going to do? And it's always difficult trying to guess. Um, but also, uh, just real quick, back to the Pirates game. They did remove Jamison Tyon. He did not come back out for the third inning. And uh, Stephen Brault has come in. So I don't know if... Uh, they were being cautious here. Again, that line drive did not appear to strike him. I thought he got his glove up. Uh, it definitely looked scary. Maybe he threw a ton of pitches in that second inning, and they just wanted to take him out. But I haven't seen anything yet as far as injury. We all know that Lester did leave with an apparent injury. Still see no report on that uh, for this afternoon game. So uh, both pitchers uh, leaving early in this game. So I haven't seen anything on Tyon yet. Uh, I don't think he was hurt. It didn't look like it. I think maybe this might have been a case of, you know, he threw a ton of pitches in that inning, and um, they just wanted to pull him out. So 
That's what I'm assuming. If I get any news on that, I'll definitely bring it to your attention. But that game is 6 nothing, And uh, for John Lester, they're saying the Cubs have announced that it is left hamstring tightness for John Lester. So that's what I thought, too. You could see him sliding it to home plate, uh, came up gingerly. So clearly it was bothering him uh, when he was pitching. So Lester removed today due to left hamstring tightness there. So um, that's why he was removed from the game. Uh, but as far as Hector Neris, uh, you know, there's a chance that he does get the next save opportunity. This guy does have closer experience. I know he was a disaster last year. He had a 5.10 ERA. Uh, but this guy has saved, saved 26 games in 2017. And Dominguez and Robertson off to bad starts. So figured why not take a shot because – uh, Dominguez probably, they didn't want to use him yesterday, the day before he pitched. Uh, and they used Robertson in that game, I think it was in the seventh inning. And obviously, he's had some control issues so far. But through four and two-thirds innings, Neris hasn't issued a walk and has struck out five. So why wouldn't they potentially run him out there for the next save opportunity? And what if he gets it? You, know, you kind of stick with what's working. So I figured I would take a shot on Neris. I didn't get him in this league because he went for more. He went for 89 bucks. Uh, I got him in a league for 18. Figure why not take a shot on him. Uh, one of the big free agents also that was available this week was Christian Walker. And I did put in a bid on him in this league. Not enough. He went for $89. The run arc was 85 Walker is someone who's going to get quite a bit of playing time right now because Jake Lamb was placed on the DL with a quad injury. So he could miss four to six weeks. And even before that, it was looking like Walker was going to get a consistent uh, playing time. And he's off to a pretty good start, batting 276, three homers, six RBIs. But we saw big power from him in the minor leagues. 2017, 32 homers, 114 RBIs, and 133 games. And last year, 84 games, 18 homers, and 71 RBIs. So certainly looks like a guy that can give you a little bit of a power boost. And the playing time will be there for the next several weeks. So he was one of the uh, big ads of the weekend as well. Daniel Vogelbach went for $85. The runner-up was 20 As I mentioned before, I just don't know where he is going to play at this point. I know he's swinging a hot bat, and you always say, okay, we got to get uh, the guy in there because he's swinging well. But you got Edwin Encarnacion at first base, Jay Bruce, the DH. Um, so that's the problem here is I'm not sure where they get him in. You got Malik Smith, Domingo Santana, Mitch Hanniger in the outfield. Uh, you know, it's it's tough to get all these guys playing time. So I'm just not sure how they're going to get him in consistently. So in deeper formats, I don't think it's a bad idea to, to add him. But if you're in a weekly league, you know, how are you going to determine when to play him, especially one where you can't make changes on a Friday like the NFBC because you just don't know how much he's going to play. So I'm interested to see what their lineup looks uh, today. Alex Gordon went for $75. The runner-up was 45 no, Gordon is off to a good start. We know about him. Not a big power upside, but he is hitting third in that Kansas City lineup with Whit Merrifield and Adalberto Mondesi ahead of him. So a lot of opportunities to drive and run, and he is a veteran player and an outfielder, which are tough to find. Look at some other waiver wire pickups. We'll look at some lineups for the day as well. That is ahead right here. Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here, Scout Fantasy Sports, Adam Ronis, solo here in the final hour on a Monday afternoon. We got two afternoon baseball games. We'll get you up to date on those in just a second. And you can catch all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com. Have a look at five rookie running backs you need to know coming up in the NFL draft. We have five rookie tight ends you need to know, five rookie wide receivers you need to know, and four rookie quarterbacks you need to know as we'll continue to give you more draft coverage with the NFL Draft two weeks from Thursday night. We got a look at the waiver wire for baseball from Sean Childs, my two-star pitchers. And you can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want, as well as scoutdfs.com. And don't look now, but NFL teams are focusing on the 2019 NFL Draft with the first round on Thursday, April 25th. And for serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. We're going over some of the fab bids from the weekend in the NFBC auction. Anthony DiSclefani went for 55. Earnhardt was 49. DiSclefani wasn't great yesterday. Still have some hope for him. You know, strikeout to walk ratio has been good. He's really got to cut down on the home runs. And obviously that's something that uh, can be a little bit difficult sometimes in Cincinnati. Brian Goodwin was added for 48 bucks. There was no runner-up bid. Uh, obviously, Goodwin getting some playing time there, but not much fantasy upside in the mixed league. Dwight Smith Jr. went for 45. Runner-up was 11. He's obviously getting playing time for Baltimore there. Bo Bichette was added for $45. The runner-up was 42. So someone has room on the roster to stash a little bit. We'll see when Bichette gets the call. Eduardo Nunez went for 44. Runner-up was 3. Mitch Moreland went for 39. Runner-up was 36. He'll play against most right-handers, Steve Pierce, off the DL. Nick Ahmed went for 31, runner-up was 14. I did add Ahmed in a mixed league over the weekend. Mike Leak went for $30, runner-up was Tyler Anderson. Alex Verdugo uh, went for 24 in this one, and Eric Lauer has dropped. Lauer has a two-start week, so pretty interesting there. Uh, Verdugo went for 24, has... Look good, but playing time certainly an issue. Mark Reynolds went for 24. Runner-up was 18. Reynolds, certainly someone you could look at now, too. Uh, Ryan McMahon went on the DL over the weekend, so Reynolds should get a lot of time at first base, and the Rockies do have some games at Coors Field early in the week. Wilmer Defoe, who's starting every day in the absence of Trey Turner, went for 21. Runner-up was 14. Tyler Molly, who I picked up for 18. Uh, Runner-up was 1. Molly's got to start this week against Miami and potentially could get a two-start next week. 
Uh, David Fletcher went for 11. Runner-up was 4. Lance Lynn for 10. Keon Broxton for 10. There was no run-up there. Tapia, see, this was a, a sharp one. Ramel Tapia, $5, dropping Chris Owens. No runner-up bid. So that could really work out if David Dow goes on the deal and Tapia gets some playing time for $5. Very, very sharp there. Blake Swihart for $2, dropping Brian McCann. And I mentioned, you know, McCann went on the DL, but Swihart is a guy that I picked up in a couple leagues over the weekend. Even if he only gets two starts a week, he's a pretty good offensive hitter. And a lot of these second catchers are, are terrible that you don't even want them in your lineup. So I'd rather take, you know, a Williams Astadio, even if he only gets two starts a week. I'd rather have him. I'd rather have a Blake Swihart, even a Francisco Mejia, who shows that he can hit, but Austin Hedges is the better defensive player. So I'd rather have a lot of those guys in there uh, rather than a catcher who's going to go four or five times a week. So I think that is uh, an adjustment that you kind of are making this year uh, when it comes to the catcher position. It's just been so dreadful, and a lot of these second catchers in 15-team leagues are doing absolutely nothing for you except hurting you. So I'd rather have uh, someone who's going to play two, three times a week and potentially can give me good production. Uh, in Tout Wars, uh, the highest bid in my on the mixed league tout wars draft league, 15 teams. Christian Walker went for 179. He was the high bid of the week. Jared Dyson went for 86. Brad Boxberger went for 67. Jonathan Loisiga for 97. And uh, Merrill Kelly went for 37. He was tremendous yesterday. Jason Hayward went for 57. Uh, Thornton of Toronto, 33. Jordan Zimmerman with a two start week went for 11. Mark Reynolds went for 20, uh, Greg Bird for 24. So I had to put in several bids because I got a lot of injuries. I got like six guys on the DL. So I needed a third baseman, and I got J.D. Davis for 12. There just wasn't any good third baseman out there, and I know he's not going to play every day, but needed something for now. Also got Hanley Ramirez for 14, uh, Melky for three, and Nick Ahmed for six. So uh, didn't put in crazy high bids. I did, did, was hoping to get uh, Christian Walker, but I didn't put as much money in there. Just got a ton of injuries right now. My entire starting infield is out um, without my first, second, third, short uh, right now. So I put in a ton of bids, but nothing high. Uh, I was hoping to get Christian Walker, but the bid fell short. So kind of just trying to get through the carnage here, and that's what a lot of teams have to do. When you have a lot of injuries right now, you just kind of get through things and uh, hope to stay in the mix. So my pitching has been decent as far as numbers. The whip's been high, but I have some good arms that I like, and uh, I had to make all my moves of pickups on the offensive side. There were some pitchers out there that were intriguing, but I just really desperately need bats right now. And the one thing about Tout Wars is when you add a player, they have to be in your lineup for that week. So I added uh Four bats, so they will all have to go into my lineup this week and certainly uh, could use it right now. It's been a very, very rough start to the season uh, for me uh, as far as injuries in that specific league. Let's take a look at some of the lineups that are out for tonight. Uh, again, we got two games going on right now. We'll get you some updates here before we wrap up the show. The A's are in Baltimore to take on the Orioles. Marco Estrada against Andrew Kashner, so people are probably going to look to a lot of bats in this game, Robbie Grossman leading off in left field for the A's. Matt Chapman at third base hitting second. Stephen Piscotti in right field batting third. Chris Davis is the DH hitting cleanup. Kendrys Morales at first base hitting fifth. We mentioned how cheap he is on FanDuel, 2,600. Marcus Simeon at shortstop hitting sixth. Jarrickson Profar is off to a terrible start. 
He's at second base, batting seventh. Mark Conha in center field, hitting eighth. And Josh Fegley behind the plate, batting ninth. For the Orioles, Jonathan Villar leading off at second base. Joey Rickard, Ricard in left field, hitting second. Trey Mancini in right field, hitting third. Renato Nunez, the DH, hitting cleanup. Hanser Alberto playing third base, hitting fifth. Chris Davis is at first base, hitting sixth. He has yet to get a hit on the season. I'm surprised they keep running him out there. Just send him home. Jesus Sucre behind the plate, hitting seventh. Richie Martin, the shortstop, hitting eighth. And Cedric Mullins in center field, batting ninth. You know, one of the appeals of Mullins before the year is like, hey, he's going to hit leadoff. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to let him run. But we said numerous times, batting orders can't change. And Mullins hitting ninth in the order today. The Nationals, who took two out of three from the Mets over the weekend, they are in Philadelphia to take on the Phillies. Anibal Sanchez making his second start of the season against Vince Velasquez, who is making his first. The Phillies have not needed a fifth starter. They skipped him. He is going to make his first start of the season today. For the Nationals, leading off Adam Eaton in right field. Brian Dozier at second base, hitting second. Anthony Rendon's at third base, hitting third in the cleanup spot, Juan Soto in left field. Ryan Zimmerman at first base. Kurt Suzuki catches today. Jan Gomes gets the day off. Wilmer Defoe at short, batting seventh. Annabelle Sanchez on the mound, hitting eighth. And Victor Robles in center field, batting ninth. For the Phillies, it is Andrew McCutcheon in left field, leading off. Gene Segura is at shortstop, hitting second. Bryce Harper in right field, batting third. Reese Hoskins at first base, hitting cleanup. JT Romuto is the catcher, hitting fifth. Odubel Herrera in center field hitting six. Scott Kingery gets a start today at second base. He will hit seventh as Cesar Hernandez gets the day off. Mikel Franco at third base hitting eighth. And Velasquez on the mound hitting ninth. The Yankees travel to Houston to take on the Astros. 7-10 p.m. Eastern start there. Masahiro Tanaka against Justin Verlander. For the Yankees, Brett Gardner leading off in center field. Uh, Aaron Judge in right field hitting second. Luke Voigt, the DH, hitting third. Gary Sanchez, great weekend for him. Hitting uh, three home runs over the weekend. He is the catcher hitting cleanup. Glaber Torres back up in that five spot at shortstop. Greg Bird's at first base batting sixth. DJ LeMayhew at second hitting seventh. Clint Frazier in left field hitting eighth. Playing third base, Gio Ursula for the Yankees batting ninth. For the Astros, George Springer in center field. He leads it off. Jose Altuve at second base hitting second. Alex Bregman at third base, hitting third. Michael Brantley hitting fourth in left field. Carlos Correa at short, hitting fifth. Yuli Gurriel at first base, hitting sixth. Josh Reddick's in right field, hitting seventh. Tyler White is the DH, hitting eighth. And Robinson Chirinos is the catcher, batting ninth. Dodgers in St. Louis to take in the Cardinals. Shinjin Ryu against Miles Michaelis. For the Dodgers, leading off, Jock Peterson. He's in left field. Uh, Corey Seager's at short, batting second. Cody Bellinger off to a tremendous start. He's at first base, hitting third. Bellinger is someone that I did get fortunately in a couple leagues, and he's one of the hottest hitters in baseball. And, you know, you got him at a little bit of a discount this year. He was coming off a sophomore year where disappointed compared to his rookie year. But you could see the power in his bat, and this is an explosive Dodgers lineup. He also contributes in the stolen base category, so... Bellinger certainly living up uh, to the expectations that some uh, fantasy owners had for him so far. A.J. Pollock is hitting cleanup in center field. Mac, Max Muncy's at third base hitting fifth, so Justin Turner gets a day off. Alex Verdugo is in the lineup, so those people that spend fab on him, pretty happy. He's in right field batting sixth. 
Enrique Hernandez is at second base hitting seventh. Russell Martin is the catcher hitting eighth. And Hinjin Ryu on the mound hitting ninth. For the Cardinals, Matt Carpenter's at third base leading off. Paul Goldschmidt's at first base batting second. Jose Martinez is in the lineup today. He gets a start in right field. Dexter Fowler out of the lineup. Marcelo Zuna is in left field hitting cleanup. Paul DeYoung at shortstop hitting fifth. Yadier Molina behind the plate hitting sixth. Harrison Bader's in center field batting seventh. Colton Wong is at second hitting eighth. And on the mound for the Cardinals, it is Miles Michaelis. For the, we got the next game is the Mariners and the Royals. Felix Hernandez is on the mound. As I mentioned, today is his 33rd birthday. Homer Bailey is pitching for the Royals. Don't see a lineup for Seattle yet. For the Royals, Whit Merrifield's leading off in right field. Adarboda Omondesi at shortstop hitting second. Alex Gordon in left field hitting third. Jorge Soler is the DH hitting cleanup. Ryan O'Hearns at first base batting fifth. Hunter Dozier at third hitting sixth. Chris Owings at second base. Martin Maldonado behind the plate. And Billy Hamilton in center field hitting ninth. Uh, Julio Tehran takes on Kyle Freeland at 8.40 p.m. as the Braves take on the Rockies. Giants and Padres at 9.45 p.m. Eastern. Madison Bumgarner takes on Eric Lauer. The Brewers are in Los Angeles to take on the Angels. Jules Chassin against Trevor Kale. So that is the slate for tonight. So you will get uh, some of the other lineups for the West Coast games coming up in a little bit. You should get them before lineup block. They usually come out. Taking a look at some of the live action tonight uh, going on right now. we got the Rays leading the White Sox. That is in the bottom of the fifth. The Rays lead this game four to nothing. Uh, as uh, Carlos Rodon having a shaky start today. We've seen him off to a good start this year. I think coming into this game, he only had two walks on the season. But the problem for him has always been the walks, and it reared itself once again today. He has issued five walks. He allowed eight hits, four runs, and four two-thirds innings, and struck out nine. So you like the strikeouts, but 111 pitches, 62 for strikes. He was removed after four and two-thirds. Carson Fulmer came in to replace him. For the Rays, Blake Snell is rolling once again. Four scoreless innings, just two hits allowed, no walks, and six strikeouts. He's up to 59 pitches, 38 for strikes. Tommy Pham with two stolen bases. He's up to five on the season. One for one with two runs and two walks. He's got a 289 average and a 417 OBP. Definitely liked Pham this year. I was looking for him in the fourth, fifth rounds of drafts. It's all about health for him. We know if he stays healthy, this guy can be 20-20, and he's well on his way there. With the stolen bases so far, Daniel Robertson also has a stolen base. He's hitting third today, playing third race, two for three with an RBI. Yandy Diaz, one for one with a run. And Willie Adamas, two for three with a run and a strikeout. So he really needs to get going. They've been patient with him. They've continued to stick with him. We know like the Rays uh, like to put people in and out of the lineup, play the platoon spits. But uh, Adamas really has to get going, and it's been a terrible start for him. So we'll see. If this gets them going a little bit. The other game this afternoon, Cubs lead the Pirates 8 to nothing. John Lester left this game early. Uh, he was staked to a 6 nothing lead in the top of the third. He allowed two batters to reach. Uh, after the first one, they came to visit him. They left him in, and then I saw Madden coming out. I'm like, oh, he's got to be taken out of the game then. And apparently, it's left hamstring tightness as it came when he was running the bases. He had a double in the second inning and came around to score. And when he slid into old plate and he got up, you could see that he was a little bit gimpy and wincing a little bit. So he tried to go out there for the third. It didn't work. They pulled him. 
Jamison Tyons was victimized today by real bad defense. He only lasted two innings. He allowed four hits, six runs, but none of them were earned. Two walks and four Ks. So he did kill your whip, but at least not the runs weren't earned. So he was pulled from the game early as uh, there were three errors by shortstop Kevin Newman in this game for the Pirates that really, really hurt them. Uh, For the Cubs offensively, Ben Zobris was one for two with a run and two RBIs. Chris Byer, one for two with a run, an RBI and a walk. Um, Daniel Descalso, one for two with two runs scored. Uh, And John Lester actually had a double in this game and scored. But a lot of the... The shoddy defense contributing today uh, to the Cubs uh, out to that 8 nothing lead that is in their home opener today at Wrigley Field. So, uh, Jamison Ty owners get a bad start to the week. You know, Ty was a guy that a lot of people were hoping to see a breakout season from after what he did last year. And uh, his ERA is sitting at only three, but this is not the start to the week that you wanted from as a Jamison Ty owner in a two-start week. So, you got to hope that he can rebound and uh, come back. Also, some news here uh, for the Astros. Brad Peacock will be moved to the Astros' bullpen for the next two weeks. So they have off days, and they're going to go with a four-man rotation for a little bit. So rough there for Peacock owners, who's coming off a bad start uh, over the weekend. On yesterday, he gave up five runs and seven hits over five innings. So he's going to move to the bullpen. So... Everyone else will be working on regular rest. So good news for if you have those other Astros pitchers for sure. Uh, and it doesn't mean Peacock uh, is someone that you can drop. It really depends on the depth of the league, what are the options, but he can still be effective out of the bullpen. But it is also probably an indication, though, if they do, do need to remove someone from the rotation, Peacock could be the next guy. Because remember, they got Framber Valdez, they have Josh James, and they also have uh, Whitley in the minor leagues. So that's something to uh, keep an eye on. That wraps it up here. You can always check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. We got all you fantasy baseball coverage as well as the NFL draft. We already have rookie profiles up for some quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and tight ends. I'll be back Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.